This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another video on the Blues Focus channel and uh, today we're going to be previewing Tuesday's game against Huddersfield Town and uh, today I'm joined here by Cozzy of Takes That Chance. How are you doing Cozzy? Yeah, good thanks. Uh, five unbeaten and uh, I'm not sure it's Manchester City standards but it's an improvement so yeah, things are, we're on the, we're on the up at Huddersfield which is uh, just, just a bit of an oil tanker turning slowly but yeah, we're, we're improving. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, already you sound pretty positive about how things are going at the moment. As you said, they're sort of five games unbeaten and the new manager as well in Darren Moore. What are your takes on Darren Moore and also the departure of Neil Warnock? Yeah, it was all a bit sudden, to be honest with you as well. So I think Neil Warnock uh, signed uh, a one-year contract uh, in the summer, which none of us thought that would happen. We thought that was him at the end of the season. I mean, he did a lap of honour about a couple of times on the pitch and stuff. It looked like there's no way I thought they'd, you know, he'd stay hang around, but Obviously, we went under new ownership, but like you, and uh, I think what was needed was almost a safe pair of hands. We, you know, last thing we wanted to bring in was a another inexperienced coach like we had last year with Mark Fotheringham, nearly to disastrous consequences, really. And he obviously Neil Warnock performed the, the the greatest of escapes, and yeah, it was quite a surprise for me to be honest with you that he, he stayed uh, into the new season. I was a bit disappointed in a strange way because I just wanted him to ride off into the sunset. You know, it was just seventy four, nothing to prove. You know, he's, he's done it twice with those in the statues ready in other field ever when he wanted. So I must admit, when I heard he was staying on, I was a bit, everyone else was delighted, uh, certainly the older generation. But I think a few of us thought it maybe were time for a change. So, and to be honest, the season started uh, with Neil Warnock and I. And although it was, it's, it's such transpired that, yeah, it was a one year contract, but apparently the, the agreement between all the parties was because new ownership, new chief executive, new director of football. You know, once they get identified the man that they wanted to take the club forward, then Neil Warnock and Ronnie Jepson, his assistant, would step aside. But I think a lot of us thought, because they come off the back of two wins as well. So, and all of a sudden this news was announced that, uh, you know, after the Stoke game the other week, he was leaving. And there was a lot of, you know, so there's a lot of like people thinking, wow, they've got their man. It's 
you know, some people were like, what are we doing getting rid of a guy who was pretty much, I would say, guarantee his safety in the championship. But I think that was always the plan. Uh, but I think a lot of people thought maybe Christmas or maybe even the new year or something. But I suppose when was a good time to kind of sever ties really as well. So, yeah, I think from the outside looking in, it might seem a bit odd, but I think that was always what was going to happen. I think, though, Darren Moore was an interesting one because I think he's one of those, announced to everybody, again, expectations are running wild. We've got our man Warnock's going and it was going to be announced like two days afterwards. So, you know, people, I mean, what is a big name anymore? I mean, Wayne Rooney, I don't think he pulled up many trees at Derby. Lampard, you know, obviously that season at Derby with the players, but he's crashed and burned with his manager after that. But to his what? So I think everyone's getting expectations wild about the, what they want. But so Dan and Moore came and uh, was announced. I think at first, uh, if if I'm kind of a rule of thumb of the fans, I'm like a bit, not mad, but it's like, I don't think he's one of those like, get in there, you know. But I think if it happened in the summer, Sam, and, and I think if they'd, they'd move Warnock on, Dan and Moore had to come, obviously got Sheffield Wednesday up. I think it'd have been real positive, you know, vibes for everyone. But because it's happened when it's happened and Warnock kind of carried on and, and he's, he's got such a love affair with the fans and, and everybody, you know, right, they've got the man and new owner, big statement, Darren Moore. It's just like, but no, the impact's been really good. I mean, with, you can argue with two unbeaten or we haven't won in two, depending on how you want to judge the two games. But I think what I've always liked about Darren Moore is, uh, I think it's one of those, you know, like when you see people talking on the TV and what have you, there's some people as as fans, don't you? You just think, I, I want to, I, I like what he's got to say. I like the way he speaks. I like the way he engages the audience. I've always be, felt that about Darren Moore. So I was really chuffed when he turned it around at Sheffield Wednesday, especially in dramatic style with the, the playoffs second leg. And because he's, he's a good guy, isn't he? A good football man. And, uh, you know, I was really pleased. Obviously, unbelievable what happened with Hillsborough, with Chancery. And I, I, I look on it as a, you know, a bit of a coup, to be honest with you, mate. Because let's be honest, you know, Huddersfield's squad is not the best, probably one of the weakest in the division. The budget, as the moment until the new owner kind of finds his feet, I wouldn't say it's one of the best. So, I think Dan Moore could have, well, it sounds a bit disrespecting his club, but could probably bided his time. Obviously, sackings come like they do and maybe could have gone, you know, somewhere else. So I thought it was really good uh, that we've got him. And I just think it's Sam is a safe pair of hands that Udersfield need. If Udersfield the last 10 years has been like, boom, Bush is incredible. If we're not going for promotion, we've been relegated. There's never a calm season. And, you know, everyone always wants that to build. And I know football, you're only as good as, I always think if, you, if you're five without a win, God, it's like that's yours at the moment. But I always think five six without a win, you're under massive pressure as a coach. But mm-hmm. this talk of a three-year plan, and we've we kind of went the Brentford model with our academy. Uh, so we we totally changed it. You know, we only had two age groups in the end, the twenty ones and uh, and the nineteens. But now they they're, they're going back, you know, to grassroots with the academy. It's also we're building an academy from scratch. So I think it's kind of Darren Moore. We've got one eye on him to be kind of helping out with that, with his experience and stuff. And uh, yeah, the, the the way it started as well, Sam. I think it was quite interesting. And in, in his press conference, they were talking about what 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 you know what kind of style. And and, and we kept mentioning about attacking football. Now I know a few Sheffield Wednesday fans, and they were like, "Well, I don't think you'll get that attacking football." What you thinking? But but he, they were pretty adamant on it. And Saturday, if that's a, it's a I mean, he's only been with us for nine days, but. Saturday was fantastic against Ipswich, who's, you know, the form team in the division. You know, they don't fear anyone. They come and try and have a go. And we, and we matched them, mate. And we should have won. Their keeper stood on his head, mate. And uh, we were so near four minutes from seeing it out. They scored an equaliser. Great game, but we should have won the game, really. And 
But to go toe-to-toe with Ipswich, to play kind of a different style of football, pressing, which we've not we've not had for a while, probably long since David Wagner disappeared, and that was like six seasons ago. So there were some really good signs. The crowd were behind him, because uh, part of me wondered, you know, with the Warnock lovers, and it's like, you know, because I had a few people, down don't know what we're doing with him. So, and, and obviously we got a late point last Monday against Coventry, 95th minute, which Matt plus five, 90 plus five equalizers is always going to get the fan base buzzing out there. So, yeah, I think there's some good signs, really. I think people have accepted Darren Moore. He's brought in all his backroom staff, which I think sometimes when recent other two managers have failed, where we've not let them bring in their own staff, it's like part of me thinks, well, what's what's the point of just bringing in the own man and, and having to work with the coaching staff from maybe two or three previous regimes? So we're doing it right. And, yeah, I don't think people want to want to hear it, do this slow build and safe pair of hands. You know, honestly, mate, we'd be tough with... 14th, 13th, and a, a risk-free season. But as you're looking at the division, you know, it's early days, but Sheffield Wesley Rotherham looking big troubled already. And I think maybe there's another spot available. Uh, not writing anyone off just yet, but yeah. So I think, no, all in all, mate, uh, I, I think it'd be a good appointment. And uh, yeah, he's, he, he's a proper hands-on club man and interesting stuff like he's been to visit all the staff in the office the office is the souvenir shop. That's kind of a guy he is. He's not one of those, I'll look after the first team. He's proper in your club. Uh, and, you know, he's talking about in the international break, catching up with the, the B team guys, the, the youth and stuff. So I think we've got a manager who's a proper manager as well and with a point to prove and a good record. So I think it's a good appointment. Yeah, yeah. When I saw that you guys appointed Darren Moore, I thought it was a fantastic appointment. You know, it's somebody that done so well to get up to the championship with uh, Sheffield Wednesday, especially in the in the position they're in, where they're, you know, 4-0 down to Peterborough and they had that miraculous comeback. It just shows that, you know, the Sheffield Wednesday players really bought into what Darren Moore was trying to get out of the team. And uh, yeah, hopefully for you guys, he can do something like that with you to sort of galvanise you and lift you up the league. Because as you said, you know, a 14th, 13th place finish, Birmingham are in the same position where like we're in a place where obviously we've had the takeover and that and expectations are just massive at the moment. Yeah. But it's one tends to be one of the things where there is a plan in place, like a three-year plan, what you said, you know, where you gradually build up the league or whatever. And I'm sure Birmingham fans will be sort of be thinking about, you know, the situation at Huddersfield where they see Darren Moore come in and then your fans will be happy with a mid-table finish. I think we'd kind of be the same as well. So um, it's sort of two clubs that are in very similar positions, both with now new American owners as well. And um, sort of speaking about yeah. Birmingham, Huddersfield and the, the, I suppose, history of the fixture and that, what's your sort of main memories of the uh, meet-up oh. in the past? It's a bit of a weird one, really, because there's a bit of a rivalry, certainly at our end, between you, you and us. And I think it steeps back to the Barry Fry, God, you lucky young guys. I don't know if you remember this, but like... Well, the 90s, I know that. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, when we went up under Neil Warnock then, Birmingham, were, obviously yourselves won the... I think they won the title, didn't you, that season? And we, yeah. it was it was us and you for quite a long time. And, and we missed, mm. we had to go the hard route in the playoffs. But I remember uh, you won promotion on our pitch. Well, I think won the title on our pitch and... Barry Fry, mm, Claridge and all that, you know, mm. doing a dance. And and, and then <laughs> but the, the biggest thing that sticks in our throat is uh, 2001. Uh, it was an incredible scenario, really. There was a four teams battling, for, I think, for one relegation spot, if I remember right. And we were 16 to 1 to go down that day out of a four-horse race. Wow. And it was incredible. All the results went against us. And uh, Curtis Woodhouse, uh, I think, yeah. might have scored both goals, to be honest. Or did you beat us one or two? I think, and and you relegated us, mate, and you proper rubbed it in our face, and uh, oh, <laughs> it was yeah. Honestly, we I remember you your fans singing, "We'll meet again." Don't know where. Honestly, it still answers a little oh. bit. So, yeah, <laughs> that that honestly it was it was our fault really. But all the results went against us. It was incredible, and then 
I remember thinking, oh my God, if Birmingham Scotty were doomed, and yeah, it was an honourable moment. And when you're 16, I want to go down on the last day with a four-horse race. And then there was other little things as well that kind of later on after that, uh, or it might have been before, we had Peter Unlove uh, on loan and uh, Trevor Francis, who were the manager, bless his soul now, he wouldn't extend the loan and Peter Unlove had to go back. Uh, this was the same season, to be honest with you. So it was, oh, wow. it was almost like you were... We felt like it was like you were trying to. That obviously there were no issue against us, but like you, you pulled him back, and, and and we went down that season. So mm. yeah, it's, I don't know. It's always been a weird one, really. It's always been a bit of a, you know, a lunacy then. Just one or two memories where, you know, mm. kind of uh, where you've you've kind of got one over us as, as well. But yeah, just looking at it's really weird. Look like looking at your kind of from the outside looking in. Obviously, I'd seen the stadium carry on and finally it looks like there's some development going on there bad owners uh it's it is it's really i always think it's just like a big shame really when you go there and just feels mm. that the place just seems really flat so i'm interested i'm going down tomorrow night but it'd be interested this suppose i mean i don't know whether there will be because obviously five without a win and like its expectations need to be tempered but i've always felt it's almost like just everyone's on a bit of a downer there really and things should be mm. doing better because obviously you know, you won that League Cup not too many. I can remember that one not too many moons ago. So, yeah, it's uh, it's always an interesting game, in, you know, Birmingham and Huddersfield. And uh, yeah, I've got to be honest, though, I mean, you might say the same, but I think we've, we've got a lot of injuries and knocks and stuff. And, and to be honest, a, a midweek mm. game is not ideal for us. I don't think it sounds like it's for you from what no, I was hearing on the press conference today. So who knows what's going to happen tomorrow night? Anything could happen. It, it, it could be a, a dire game. It could be an interesting game. But I think... Yeah, I don't be fooled by yeah five without five without defeat. Sounds like we're, we're you know we're on a bit of a roll, but we had a poor start. We had a tough fixture list at the start. Uh, Leicester, Norwich, Plymouth when they just come up, so the place were bouncing. They got the bounce on us the first day, so we had to do it really tough. So we have kind of come back into it, but we're limit we're a limited team, Sam, and uh, but we've got some dangerous players, and I think Dynamo will get the best out of you, the best out of them. But honestly. Later on, if you ask me a prediction, I have got a clue tomorrow, mate. <laughs> I think it's one of the things where, you know, we both sound like we're in a sort of similar situation with our club. So I'd say it's got a draw written all over it, but I don't know what you're going to yeah. say. But um, I think it's one of the things where you, you say there about like the club and I suppose the state of it at the moment with the stadium and there is the new investment, but this stadium stuff has been happening for far too long now, you know, yeah. three and a half years. And whenever I'm watching the games, like say, for instance, on Sky or whatever, it's just a bit of an embarrassment. Like when people go to watch us or whatever, and you've got that bottom bit, it's just literally like a construction site. And it's been like that for yeah. you know, three and a half years now. And it just seems to be that when that's up and really, yeah. then it will sort of yeah. galvanise the fans. And I think the fans then will make more noise because they know yeah. that, you know, what's happening around the club is going to help what's happening inside yeah. the club with, you know, everything I think that's going on. And that. You got off to a nice start, didn't you? Beat Leeds, Tom Brady were there. Didn't yeah. You? The, the, the hype must have been real after that day, obviously, when you beat them as well. It's like, this is it, this could be. And obviously, it's kind of, but like you say, it's it's a long-term thing. But fans don't, I mean, God, you've been so patient more than anyone, to be honest, Blues fans, aren't they, over the years? At this point, it's not even patience. No, <laughs> no. No, because you've danced with death. Obviously, our ex-manager, Lee Clark, he did a kind of a one-off yeah. creative escape, didn't he, at the end of Bolton that season. Mm -hmm. So you've... You've, you've probably been more likely to go down many times, haven't you, than, than getting the playoffs for the last <laughs> 10 seasons. It just seems to be like Groundhog Day, doesn't it, and that as well. But, yeah, I just I look at your kind of manager and wonder, yeah, what, what's kind of the feeling there, mate? Is it, 
But mm. when you go five without a win and new owners, because he didn't appoint, is it John Eustace still that Sam that you've got? It's it's John Eustace and the fact that yeah. you know, we've gone five without a win in the league and it's actually six in all competitions as well yeah. because we got knocked out of the League Cup to Cardiff and now there is a lot of Birmingham fans that are saying this week is yeah. really important for John Eustace and his job because you yeah. know we, we want to give a manager time to sort of mesh around with all the players you know get them playing in a way that they're all gluing together and just sort of knowing each other's runs and everything but it t- tends to be that you know at the moment going forward we've only scored one goal in our last yeah. four games and it's one of the things that is yeah. a cause for concern because of the amount of new players we brought in you'd think that you know yeah. there would be goals in the team because at the back we have looked pretty solid but obviously when you get a goal early on that relieves a lot of the pressure mm-hmm. on the defense and it just tends to be that you know a yeah. lot of the goals we conceded this season have been in the second half where you know and there's been chances in the first half where we could have put them away relieve that pressure and then not made it as important to sort of keep the ball out the back of the net because yeah. we've already got that goal in the bag and it's one of the things where you know we've got to start scoring goals soon and uh, if we don't yeah. start, start scoring goals soon then the manager's going to be under pressure it'd be interesting wouldn't it i mean obviously they always think new owners have got their ideas so it's interesting obviously they've they've identified Eustace or given him at least the start of the season so i think mm. it'll be interesting there's janina bakuna still there sam bakuna is still there yeah he yeah. Uh, played the last couple of games it's one of the ones where he started against qpr and then yeah. i think he may have came off the bench against norwich but um, he's one of the people that isn't exactly a nail starter at the moment, but he yeah. does have the potential for it. And it's all about his nice. mindset, I think, with Bakuna. He's one of the players oh, that yeah. he's on on his day, fantastic. But then if he doesn't sort of <laughs> have the energy and the effort, you can really tell that he's just not bothered. I don't know what you're going to say, because obviously he played for oh. Huddersfield as well. Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. Uh, the season kind of, we've always had, we had a poor start to the season uh, and, and dug ourselves out of it. Janina Bakuna were kind of the catalyst as well but like he says it's just about a going day and that as well it's it's, it's so frustrating uh you know Janina Bakuna and uh, I've seen him on a few of your games and that as well and it looks like nothing's changed and that as well and especially when it gets a bit colder the gloves come on you don't know if he's but then yeah, he could like exactly. well it's got a sense I remember last season for you it's got a sensational goal didn't he and it's just like yeah just he could have a going day but yeah some of his manager's patience has tested with him as, as well but no uh, yeah. a character but to be fair, I think for what we got him in, he kind of coming in the Premier League season wasn't good enough for that standard. But yeah, uh, I think some of the managers like would didn't know how to handle him as well. So sounds like nothing's mm. changed, man. Exactly. I suppose just you know trying to get the best out of the player that you've got because you know he's got yeah. potential, but it's all about his mindset and whether he's willing to do the right things on the ball <laughs> and off the ball as well because he's got flair, he's got technical skill. And I believe when he sort of really wants to, he has the work rate. But when things yeah. don't go away, he's one of those players that, you know, is he going to go in for them 50-50s yeah. or whatever when you're a couple goals down and you need to get back in the game? So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm sure he will feature against Huddersfield. But um, quickly, finally, just grab a score prediction from you because I'm thinking one all. I'm thinking it's got draw written all over it. Yeah, we love a draw at the moment as well. But mm. yeah, yeah, I said it to Coventry podcast last week and we got one also, which is very rare. Yeah. I'm right, mate. But yeah, honestly, if I think we're coming back up the M42 tomorrow night, mate, with a, with a point again, it's it's a good it's a good result and that as well for us. But it's it's a building block, yeah, isn't just, it? You know, yeah, the trouble is, if I knew our team, mate, because there's a few doubts and ifs and buts and stuff, if I if I knew if I could have some inside info from the training guy, I could maybe be a bit more confident, but with who they say could be missing as midfield could be a bit light, mate. So I think, yeah, I'd, I'd probably take a draw really as well and uh, 
kind of move on to Shepherd Wednesday who are bound to beat us out there. I mean, Dallin Moore going back, he just knows Saturday. <laughs> just going to run things in it. They haven't won a game all season no, and then when the ex-manager goes yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. They're awful, haven't they? But yeah, just quirks with the fixture list. I think there'll be more love for Dallin Moore than anyone else in that ground, I think, on Saturday. But yeah, no, tomorrow night, I'd take a 1-1, take a mate, definitely. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's going to be a tight game tomorrow and it's going to be an enjoyable affair. So uh, thank you very much for coming on, Cosy, to Blues yes, Focus. Mate. And uh, we really appreciate your time and having a chat with us. Yeah, no worries. Maybe later in the season return game, I can come back and uh, see how our seasons <laughs> are getting on there. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Brilliant. All right, Cheers, uh, that will be it for today for episode of uh, Blues Focus. Uh, make sure to keep out look out on the channel for the podcast that's coming later on this week. And uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about then, the sort of reaction to the Huddersfield game and a preview to the West Brom game on Friday as well. So make sure to look out for that and uh, be make sure to like, share, comment, subscribe. And most importantly, keep rolling. Sports Social Podcast Network. There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.